Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. The team that they face in week one, the Dallas Cowboys, is just drastically better than them. I and disagree. Come on now, Brady. I just played 13 You're years playing ago. You're playing. It's to nuance me? here, though. What it's I'm not nuance. It is nuance. To do what's he best for them. He half-assed a playoff appearance. He didn't half-ass Brandon, pull up his stats. He half-assed. He gave us one game. You, the minute something doesn't unfold the way that you want to, he checks out. He chose not to pay James Harden. In this conversation, I sat down with yeah. a brother, someone that I've been trying to have a conversation with no matter what we go for life, maybe no 10 years. Honor and privilege to have this conversation with him. And I think ourselves. that there's a huge takeaway for he and I Super moving bro. forward. And all of you guys that's going to watch this huh. episode that we call a conversation. Yeah. Came Talking from the mud, love. I had to get up in my zone. And I ain't have a team, I had to get it on my own. The only ones I love, the ones I hit up on my phone. When nobody at the top, this how I feel when you alone. Had to get up on my self-love. Welcome home. Thanks. Where you been? <laughs> Um, everywhere, um, everywhere. So the, the, the first question for me is the most important because there's so much we can dive into and we will dive into when we have these kind of conversations and we want everybody to see it all and feel it all, but to get them to stay like those, that first question to me is the most important. You seem nervous. Why? I feel like I have so much to say, and I'm just trying to, I'm hoping it all comes out like I want it. I got a lot to say, and I want it to be done right, you know? Like if this is, you know, me trying back out for a team, you know what I mean? If I'm stepping back on the field, I want to make sure I show all that work I've been putting, putting in, because I've been putting in work. Right. So are you, are you done with ball? Yeah, I'm done with ball. You're done with ball. You're just using that as a, yeah, as like a, a an analogy, like a yeah, like I've been working on me, um, like me at at like a deep level, you know, and it's similar to like you training for, for your for for the season to start, you know, I've been putting in work, and so now that I get a chance to finally let people see this this version of me, um, who I who I'm 
happy to say I'm, I love, you know, that person. Um, I'm excited about it. And so it's like I want to make sure it comes out right. Yeah, I want to be clear for everyone that's watching this. Who I'm sitting down with right now is one of the greats. Now, we won't discuss it that way because of the rocky road that you're talking about. But through the first two to three years, no one at the defensive end position had a better start. And that's facts. That's statistics to back it up. My question, because like I'm curious and I want to learn is why does it matter, you know, for the world to see who you really are? Because I am I'm a beautiful person. I've been through a lot of shit in my life. It's the best way I can put it. Like I've been through a lot and I've achieved a lot, I've experienced a lot, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs. I've gone through so much and I feel like I can relate to people and I'm in a, such a better place than I was, like I made it over a hump. I made it to this place where I love myself, where in the past where I had everything, I didn't really love that version of me. And I'm in a happy place and I feel like I can help other people get in that same type of space, you know? So it's important for them to get to know me just because if I can make it through that period of my time and come out feeling like I do, like every, anybody else can. I, I, I hear you and um, that, um, it answers my question. Like I'm on a journey, like I'm really, like I've, I'm learning from you in, in our interaction over the last week. And so 2011, I leave McLean Hospital, spent, th spent three months there in an the outpatient program. And leaving there, I knew that there was gonna be two cameras dedicated to me every single Sunday to get my reactions, good or bad, especially in the bed. Damn, Jay Cutler just threw a pick. Let's get his reaction. He gonna give us something. And for me, I put myself in this very isolated box because I knew that I was aware and I was curating, you know, what I wanted them to see. Because what I didn't want them to see was Brandon Marshall, the label of mental health, McLean Hospital, you know, anger, all these other things. And what's crazy is, bro, that was 2000, that was August 4th, 2011, when I um, shared with the world, like, everything I was dealing with. Just three, four weeks ago, I had this realization that that shit been holding me back the last 10 plus years. I'm, I've been, I curated this whole person and persona, but I really didn't know who I was. I really didn't walk in like me, but I'm in this space now, bro, where I'm like, I don't give a f about what your perception of me is. Excuse my language, let me say this again. I don't give a damn about what your, pers what your perspective of me is, because we all, have a journey. We all have things that we go through. You know, I feel like I can I can learn a lot from your journey and you can learn a lot from me. So I'm excited about this conversation, bro. Um, so like walk us through like the journey over the last couple of years and the story, like because like people don't know I ain't even get into it. So tell the people like yeah. what you've been through, the things you've overcome, you know what I'm saying? And how you got there, because we're all going to take away a lot from it. Um, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, she said, damn. Yeah, because I'm, I'm talking to everybody like they they, they up to speed. Um, so let me rewind it, like, because when I got introduced to football, it was in high school. And I'm playing for not a not-so-good high school. We're not winning. Um, I get I, and, I, and the transition I'm moving I'm living with my dad we're in Kansas City Missouri and I started playing football football wasn't my identity up to that point so I only played we, we weren't that good I got to college I was only in college for three years and I only played a year and a half because I got hurt the year that I declared to go anyway I wasn't used to like big football like I didn't know like the I guess the responsibility or the persona of a football player, right? So once I get into that position, not only am I balling, like I'm balling at a high level in a whole new place. I'm a, I'm a kid from the Midwest, from Iowa, you know what I mean? Like Cedar Rapids. And so I'm from a town of like 100,000. Then I moved to California and I'm playing for the Niners in a span of like six years. And overnight, I turn into somebody that has all these unwritten rules and, and this just all these things I don't know you know what I mean and so I began using alcohol as a friend something that I could turn into whoever I needed to be for the longest period of my life and then life itself started hitting me with things you know bad breakups unexpected um you know having a kid you know just all these different things and then I'm I'm getting in trouble and so it was just it was just a this, you know, this, and then it hit, you know, finally I make a decision, you know, I want to try to play, you know, and just my relationship with football was like never really, I was trying to like maintain a lot. I was going through a lot of transitions, you know, I was growing up, I was growing from a kid to a man and then you put all the other things, it was just a lot at one time and so that's been kind of like what the story has been seen as, right? And so I met you in the middle of all of that. Um, I think we all, I think a lot of us can understand, you know, uh, that part of your story where it's like, man, you 22 and now you got millions of dollars. So dis, you got disposable income. It's 21. 21. Access and do whatever you want, buy whatever you want. And it's like, how do we deal with that? And it's, it's interesting because like the, like the common thing that keep coming on, do you know who you are? And like in that, if you don't know who you are, you're going to struggle. And so, you know, you, you, you brought, you know, alcohol. So I'll throw that out there. Like talk to us about, cause there's so much we can talk about. Talk to me about like your relationship with alcohol, right. substance abuse, right? I think that came up later in your career that you struggled, right? You know so what I mean? I started drinking when I was, in college, and it was different, you know, drinking in college, you got, can't drink as much because you got a lot more on your plate, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of stuff, but um, more so, my drinking became, because I, I struggled with anxiety, I didn't know it was anxiety back then, you know, I'm just knowing I, I'm, I need to have something before I go out, you know, that's what, that's what it, you disguise it as in your mind, you know, it's, hey, I got to do this to go here, and pretty much, you know, before I know it, now, it's a fundraising event or it's after a game or all these different things. It just becomes such a norm because most people don't know, like I didn't grow up with the coaches that was kissing my ass, you know, 
I never was hurt. I never was told that I was like the best. So I had a chip on my shoulder the whole time. So it's not like I came into the league with an ego. You know, it's not like I came even to playing football. I saw myself as that that guy because I was still a little kid inside. You know what I'm saying? So I'm having to doctor it up to put on that person anytime I'm around other people. So that's that's where my relationship was um, most of the time I was in the league. So what did that look like, bro? Like, were you drinking? You talked about the events. Were you drinking, like, because there's some people that can control it, some, you know, have a good relationship with alcohol. Like, can you take us into, like, your relationship, like, paint a picture? Like, was, you know, you hear some guys say, like, man, I would take, you know, two shots before a game, or I have it in my locker right after a game. Like, when did you know it was a problem? Man, I think it was always kind of, like, here and there. So it might be before a game, you know, I'm taking some, taking some shots. Um, but it wasn't like every game. It was, it was, it was in, in spurts. But I, like, alcohol got in the way of everything once I, it became something that I couldn't go without. And like that relationship developed in like 2015, 2014. And I was going through a lot. You know, I had just got cut from the Niners. That was huge. Um, I had just got out of a relationship. That was huge. And um, just those two breakups. Um, catapulted me into like this cycle, you know, and before I know it, you know, I'm out, I'm gone for five years out of the league and then I make a decision that I want to, you know, switch it up and, and give it another shot. But that's. Look, I'm not going to go into details, right? This is what this platform's for, you know, shit. People can stop being lazy and they can do their own research and Google stuff's there, right? Like, you know, we, a lot of us have similar stories. So like, you know, when you say 2015, like, what led up to, I, w I want you to paint the picture for everyone so they understand, you know, what led up to the Niners releasing you. And then also, um, talk to me about, like, why? Like, have you been able to I identify, like, why you were making those mistakes? You know, what was wrong, what was off? Yeah, I mean, it was incident after incident, right? So my, my I think my rookie year, um, I get arrested for a DUI out here, you know, and then um, it was just incident after incident. Um, there's stabbing, there's all these incidents. There's just, a, there's a series of events that keep unfolding and it kind of leaves them with, um, you know, a choice to make. But at the same time, it's like I'm going through my share of growing pains. You know, I'm, I'm going through hell. You know, like I had a lot of hats I was trying to wear. You know, so when I when I moved out, when I got drafted, it's me and I got four friends, um, and I think I was like. I had this idea that we was all going to be successful once we got out to California. You're going to do this, you're going to do this. And, and um, I wasn't just, like, football wasn't, like, I wasn't there for football only. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I could play football because I didn't take football serious. Like, it was, football was like going to pee, going to rec, going to work out. You know, hey, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to be home later on. 
You feel me? And so that was my relationship. So I was still in that college mode where I'm going to do, I'm going to play and I'm going to play. And so that was the habits that I was having. And so I play a game, I go do something reckless. Um, but I didn't know that I had that relationship with alcohol. Like I didn't, I, it, it was all a learning process. This whole thing has been a learning, learning. You know what I mean? I, it's not like I've done anything knowingly. Right. You know, I'm, I, I didn't have the guidance before this point. You know, I didn't have this, my, I didn't have the, the parents or the coaches, you know, just. Right. And so. Um, so you asked me a question. Remember the question you asked me when we were doing photos and I said, hold on, wait, let's save it for the show. What was the question? Um, I don't know. To be honest, I need like a moment. I need to step away for a second. All right. Before you do that, and I'm going to respect that, may I ask why? Because I feel like I'm... I'm trying to like, I'm trying too hard instead of if it just flowing. That's right. Like, and I and I need to like, just take a break. Cause, like I was kind of saying before, I just came from one extreme to this, and I feel like I'm, it's not I'm not being natural right now. What was the extreme? Cause I asked you the question. Yeah. I, I opened up. I said, "Welcome home," but you didn't answer the question. No. So I was, you know, I just did six months inside um, a jail in, 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 San, in California. And I just got out um, October 4th. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm here and, right. and I'm, like I'm nervous as hell. That's right, and I was one of my <laughs> second, that was on my second or third. Yeah, question. like I'm nervous as hell and I'm, and I like a lot of the stuff I said, I didn't, it's not coming out like I wanted to. And let me come tell out, you man. why. Let me tell you why. You know I love you, right? Yeah. You know, you were one of the first guys that I would reach out to. And you know, bro, we pull up the text messages, we pull up the DMs. Like, I always, like, bro, we got to connect. We got to connect. Like, you're like a fucking soul brother. The question you asked me when we were about to step out was, you was like, bro, how was this morning? We did yoga. And I said, a lot came up for me. I said, it's almost like church. I gave you the examples, like where one or two are gathered, then the spirit will be. My experience over the last seven, eight weeks, bro, doing this deep work that I'm doing on my soul with Kayla and my therapist and church, like all of that, it's been isolation by myself. You coming into my space today totally changed my experience. Like hearing you talk about your journey, I was like, shit, that's me. And you help me, right? And so I said, but there's one or two things that I push back on you and I disagree. And you said, well, what it is, what is it? I said, let's wait to have that conversation on, on the camera. And so what it is, is here's, here's what it is. And, and, and I, this is gonna capture why you need to take a break. What's come up for me over the last two months, bro, is that I didn't know, I've never looked at myself in the mirror and said, I'm embarrassed about my past. We're warriors. And then we're trained as athletes, bro, like, 
okay, put that shit behind me. I need to do better. I, I, I missed this. I was a yard short on my route. Next play mentality, how do I get better? And so we're not really sitting in that moment and dealing with it for real. You just got home. And I asked you, like, why, you, why does it matter for them to know who you are? And so for the past 10 years, bro, it's like, you know, I've been curating this person. Like, I've been presenting to the world, like, because I don't want them to then be like, oh, that's mental health or this is that. But what it turned me into was a ticking time bomb. So I'm like, just wound up. But I understand because when, when, when you deal with what we dealt with, it's kind of embarrassing. It's hurtful, it makes you sad, all those things. But we're running from those emotions and those feelings. And what I'm finding now is like, bro, it is what it is. And we got to be completely naked, vulnerable, you know what I mean, to really break through. Um, also, and I'll let you respond to, to this, the second thing is like, You have to, you just have to be vulnerable. And you can't worry about what everybody else is thinking because then you're going to go through the next 10 years of your life creating more trauma and more damage. So you already went through a phase. You got over that. Now you're here. And now you're trying to present to the world like, you know, let me show you who I really am. I am love. I am strong. You know what I mean? And, and, and what you're going to end up doing is, you know, not being you and creating another persona, another alter ego. So those are the two things that came up for me where I'm like, nah, bro, like, you know, like, welcome home. Your answer should have been like, yeah, bro, like, shit, I just did six months. Boom. But you're trying, I feel like you're trying to protect that. No, it's, it's, it's this, it's like, welcome home, but like, I'm alone, right? And so like, I don't have no home. I'm 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 my home. And I'm I got this it's not a chip, but I got this like people don't understand like in the situation that I'm like in, like with everything I've dealt with and deal with, um it's hard for me to like when I'm having certain conversations, like I, I, I want people to really understand the magnitude of like, I guess, me trying to open up. Cause it's like, I got so much to say and I feel like, um, Stay right there. You see that? That's what I'm talking about, bro. Like I lived there. I used to fucking go and speak in front of the best of the best in the mental health space. And I would say I went from patient to provider. Cause I'm trying to curate that shit, bro. It's like, you can't, you just gotta fucking just speak. Yeah. 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 It's just been a lot. And I think I'm trying to, um, I don't know, man, ask me whatever. <laughs> no, bro. Let that shit yeah. out. I don't. Let it go, bro. I'm talking about as far as like. Let me get off this floor. Go ahead, there you go. We adjust the cameras. Just, um, yeah. 
I think it starts with forgiving yourself, and that's what I had to do a couple of weeks ago, and I never did that. I never looked in the mirror and said, I love you. Kayla was taking me through an exercise, and it just naturally came up, and I was like, I love you. And I, I had this moment, I looked at her, I said, Kayla, I think this is the first time I ever said that in my life. And then I'm like, why? Right? And I feel like because been, I've been trying to overcome so much, and... Also, I'm looking at like, that's not, the, that's not the man that I know I can be or who I am. And I just had to start forgiving myself. So my question is, like, have you forgiven yourself and started there with you yet? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a pretty good relationship with myself. I think I'm trying to keep the power out of my hands and, and rely on and just be consistent with the person. Like my consistent self-discipline is kind of the thing that I use to turn my life around. And I'm just trying to get back to that point because um, just, I guess, unsure on how to, you know, just where to where to meet people at when I'm interacting with them. Yeah. I need a second, bro. That's cool. Yeah, I just need second. a second. Yep. Yeah. This, this right here, this is the shit. This is the space that we're creating. It's a breakthrough for him. It's football season. You can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. Chef, like always, it's my home, but it's your kitchen, and you look fly today. Thank you. Like I appreciate it. I mean, I don't know if you, you should be in a fashion or, 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 or you, you know, you're in the right lane with this cooking thing, but Brandon Marshall here, Chef Danny, part one of Game Day Snacks. And it may be in the future, we may do a full-blown meal depending on if she can coach me or not. Lord. So, Chef, what we got for week one? <laughs> First of all, I'm going to take it easy on you this week, okay? We're going to do some frozen pizza, yep. some cheese puffs, extra cheese, hot sauce. Guys at home for your game day snack, go ahead. You can start with this, but if you're at home and you want to actually add some extra things, go to your Uber Eats app, add some extra stuff to the cart. They pretty much could almost, almost deliver anything. Okay, Brandon. So as you know, this is a frozen pizza, so there's not much for you to do. Okay. So I just want you to go ahead and grab a handful. Of what? Of cheese. Okay. Cause <laughs> listen, okay. Okay. Good. Okay. You're doing good. And just go ahead and sprinkle gently all around. I want you to just go ahead and cover Ooh. the entire pizza. See, this is evenly. This is this is where the you know it's, it's to me it's not even about the meal, it's about the process. That's yeah. why it's therapeutic for me. I love yeah. this. Just make sure Feeling it all the cheese in between my fingers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead, yes. Evenly. Ah, ah boom. Okay. And I want you to go ahead and grab some cheese puffs. Boom boom. Boom, 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 boom. Grab this. The oven is already preheated at 375, and we're gonna go ahead and put the pizza into the oven for about 20 minutes. Let's go. Actually, it's been about 20 minutes, so we need to check out that. It's 20 minutes, so let's go. <laughs> pizza time. Cheetah cheese pizza. Put these garnishings on it. Gar garnishings, am I saying that correctly? Garnishing. Garnish. Put the garnish on it. Put the garnish Ooh. on it. 
Some y'all right. y'all out there looking like, oh my goodness, this cheese. Y'all can spice it up how y'all want it. Y'all want to. For me, this is what I want. Mm. Right. Can I do that? Yes, I'm you ready can. For it? Or do yes, you gotta you wait? Can. Is there any no, rule like no, I gotta wait? No, there is no rule. Cool Go ahead. Okay, there is a rule. Take five minutes because you know when you get too hungry, y'all burn your mouth. Don't burn your mouth. <laughs> All right, boom. Who do told that. you that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I move too fast sometimes, and that's why this is therapeutic for me. I'm trying to learn how to just slow down in life. Go ahead. Garnish it. For real, though, you never had that before? You get, like, a hot dog or a pizza yes. or some chicken wings? Okay. <laughs> right. I slow down. Okay, slow down. Boom. Here okay, you know, see, look at you. Tell me when. Look at you, looking like Cheeto Puff Bay. <laughs> you need to do, do, do the thing. There we go. Boom. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, we got some hot, hot sauce. sauce. And again, who is it inspired by? Who inspired this dish? Tyreek Hill. Like drizzle. Just, drizzle. Yeah. Okay, see, I ain't yeah, got that drizzle. down. That, that one's going to be real spicy. Yeah. Whoever get that one. <laughs> there we Boom. go. Part one, eight-part series. My home. My kitchen. Game day snacks. There you have it. Get almost almost anything for game day delivered with Uber Eats, official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I need a second, bro. That's cool. Yeah, you take I just need a second. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't feel like I'm doing good. I'm in my fucking head, bro. I'm like, I'm in my fucking head. I'm fucking nervous. I know, I know. 
<laughs> you know why you're nervous? Because you've never been yeah, and I'm just like, I got so much shit to say, and I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm running out of time. You just gotta say it, bro. This right here, this is the shit, this is the space that we're creating. It's a breakthrough for him. Fucking, oof, god damn. That was bad. I was, I, I'm in my head. No, watch this, though. Listen to what I just said. It's breakthrough for you. This vulnerability, bro, trust me. This vulnerability is what's gonna make people gravitate to you and get you to where you're trying to go. Yeah. When you come be curated, like I've been curated for 10 years, it's not relatable. There's more people that feel like you and understand what you're going through, but they need to see this, not the, what I've been saying, I'm, I went from patient to provider. Trust me. <laughs> No, I'm being serious, no, bro, you. because, because, no, because you. like when they see you vulnerable and you trying to figure this shit out, this, it, you're showing us that this, you, this means something to you. You did the work. And then what happens after that is that when the work start coming in, you start, you turn yourself into an expert in the space and people will be like, just like they did me, how'd you do it? You wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't do the same thing. Like I was vulnerable to a point. Hey, my name is Brandon Marshall. I went to McLean Hospital, da, 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 da. But they never seen this part of Brandon broken down, da 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 da. Oh shit. Yeah. So like I want you to know that you're in a you're in a beautiful space right now. <laughs> Cause now, now we can take the time and go wherever you want to go. Yeah. But I think that uh, let's bring Kayla in, cause like, bro, this bro, it's it, it's hard for me. I can't do it myself. So Kayla, you know, obviously, you know Kayla, she took us through. Yeah. She's actually her, Gail, my therapist, and you know my pastor, Reese, they're navigating me through these times, and all are important. And so um, I think she can do a better job of walking us through this process. So Kayla, walk us through where we're at. Like, you've been sitting on the side. Okay, what are you seeing? And um, so a big part of like what we talked about today was all centered around love. And what you pretty much revealed to Brandon and we talked about how your journeys are very similar, right? It's a little bit of imposter syndrome. Have you, are you familiar with that term? Yeah. So for high achieving people, right? Like you have to tap into these components of what you think is required for whatever space that you might be in. And for you, we talked about this earlier where you use alcohol as a substance to tap into the identity of what you thought a football player was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was just telling Brandon that the history that he has with football in the game is very different from yours, yeah. right? Because you were processing an identity. You had an identity prior to you becoming a football player. Right. Because you probably didn't even think, did you, when you were at Howard, did you think that you would be the best DE in the league? No. Right. I wasn't at Howard. You weren't at Howard? No, I went to Missouri. Okay, Missouri, <laughs> I was about to say shit. Googled. That was on my Google. So you need yeah. to update your Wikipedia. I got you, I got you. Um, but all that to say where when you were there, you didn't see this for yourself, right? Right. So it's like you're, you created an identity around what you thought it was to be a football player. So my question to you is, who was Alden Smith prior to football? Um... A creator. Um, growing up, I was like that kid designing houses on The Sims, like that game on the computer where you can like <laughs> pick the people and 
and I don't know. I was always in a creative space. I, I played soccer. I played basketball. But also, like, um, my mom had this foundation, or she worked. She was part of a company that they were, they um, they gave residency for people who um, like moved to where we were living in, like Cedar Rapids, from like Kosovo or Rwanda. Um, like people moving when they had like genocides, just people refugees, and then people like from the Hurricane Katrina. So we were always used to like helping working with the community. So growing up, I was always with people from other countries and hearing their stories, and always in a space of like, you know, being around different people and, and seeing people coming from a lot of different environments that were a lot tougher than what I was currently dealing with. So it gave me like a lot of empathy growing up, and so I was always involved with like a lot of different type of different groups. I was never just around football or sports in general, so. So you identified yourself as a creator prior to football, right? So then, like, what would you say, um, who who are you currently in the process of becoming? I'm just trying to not, you know, I'm not staying complacent. I'm, I'm continually trying to improve on different areas in my life. Um, and I'm blessed with a lot of different talents or gifts and, and things that I could, ways I can express myself that I can show other people and people might have it in common. So I'm, I wanna try to get to all of those, like those levels, you know, like I, I did the athletic part. Like, let me, let me try this part. Let me try this other part. You know, I got so many other parts and avenues. It's like, let me test it out. Cause I'm, I'm confident now in who I am. So like, if I wanna try the art route or the, the, the educating route what's or whatever. What's crazy is offline, like I think it was last night we was getting our hair cut and you were like, yo, I'm more confident in me, the creator, than the athlete, which is crazy because like through the first four or five years of your career, you were one of the best at football, uh, defensive players in the league. And so when you talk about like, you know, your process there, you remember saying that last night? Yeah, no, I'm... I feel confident about like my my music and some of the ideas I have of just like expressing myself like art like the shirt for instance is something that I've I did I designed this and and just the way it looks and this is one of the zodiac shirts you know what I mean so it, it's I'm a Libra um you're a Libra um and it's just ways of expressing because this this is has the characteristics the traits the ruling planet and um just Things that I think people might like. And so art, um, my music, um, I should hear some of that and just. It's, it's funny because, bro, like I'm in that same space now where, you know, you said something on the mat earlier. Hopefully we captured it. What did he say, Kayla? He said that like the locker room football. Oh, it, it limits, um, limits your growth, kind of. Mm. And we looked at the emotional will. And I was like, boom, when you look in a locker room, you can only really tap into these parts of the emotional wheel, right? And so for me, like, there's certain shit that I never felt before. There's, even from a creative standpoint, everything's art. You walk into this studio, this facility, it's like, it's, it's my expression. You know, even like this set, like, this is all intentional. The instant when we need to burn too is like, it sets the mood. So like, I'm learning how to, my creative process. And so you said that earlier, bro, and it's so true. And, and, and it's like, you have so much to give us and, and there's so much that we can learn. And the relatability is there because 
I'm in a, I've been in a box like trying to curate like what I want the world to see. And I'm like, I, I so want them to see me as the entrepreneur. Do y'all see my mind? Like that's my biggest thing right now. It's like, I'm smart. I'm, 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 I know y'all see me as Brandon Marshall, the six time pro bowler, but no, I'm really trying to scale this business to be a billion dollar business. I want you to see it. Do y'all see that shit? Our tour is called, they'll probably do this two tour. I did that, it's my ego. Like, no, I'm really a pioneer trailblazer in this space. And so I'm trying to do things to get people to see me. It's interesting because you were in the business of convincing for such a long time. Both of you guys were. You were using alcohol to convince and you were using your persona to convince people of the identity outside of McLean, the identity yeah. outside of the outburst, the identity outside of what the camera, you said you had two cameras on you, what they were trying to capture in that moment. Like you were trying to identify, you were working very hard That's to, right. to push against that identity. And it's interesting because it's, it's very different. It's, it's similar, but it's very different because you both were trying to curate identities of what you thought like people should be interested in mm -hmm. and what you thought people should want or what people were expecting of you as a football player. One of the questions, one of the things that I wanted to bring up too is like for him where he's playing at this very high level is maximum result, very minimal effort, right? Like it wasn't like you, you, I'm not discounting any training or any work that you've done, but if it's something that you're naturally gifted at, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to put a whole lot of effort into that. You didn't have to work probably as hard because you were naturally talented and gifted at this thing, which is why you were able to play, what, one year of college and yeah. then go to this pro level. I think, like, subconsciously, too, I had found my way to fit in. Mm -hmm. And that's all I ever wanted was to fit in. And so once I discovered, like, ball, people watched it, you got popular off of it, it became like, oh, shit, like, now I, now I can do this, you know what I mean? And so once I caught on to that, you know, that's kind of that's kind of like the same energy I had with it. Um, so it didn't make it. It was never, I was like, you know, when I'm in survival mode, I'm trying to do something. Everything is is just to be happy, and you know, it's, it's not long-term thinking. So it was just, it was something that made me happy. So my next question to you is, because Brandon, you're, you're on the other side of this, right? Where you know you didn't fit into that character caricature mm -hmm. of what people, what you wanted people to see, right? right? Now you're now you're kind of trailblazing your own way, where it's like, I don't care if I fit in, I don't care if I stand out, I'm just gonna create my own mm -hmm. platform. Did you ever feel like you felt, did you ever feel like you fit in as you were drinking and, and being this particular person of what you thought people wanted you to be? Did you ever feel like you genuinely fit in? I did, um, I did, I guess. Um, if that makes any sense, I did. It's I just, just, I'd never. It's so funny. It's for you, boy. Like, because it's, I mean, this. Like, I don't know, because it is like, no. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, because my conversation quickly goes to like the conversations that were had in the locker room, and how many of those conversations did I really like? Was like super care about? Like, not a lot of them. Um, but did I fit in? I don't know. I don't think so. I think why I started laughing when it came up is because I fit in from a physical standpoint. Yeah. And I, a lot of my challenges and struggles came because, you know, and it's like how I do business as well, like, and it's harder. It's like disruption. Um, 
I'm not using Trailblazer. I think there's going to be moments in my life where we look back and like, okay, Trailblaze that path, but it's like disruption stands out for me. I feel like a lot of us as athletes are institutionalized. And a lot of it is my upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I couldn't walk the straight and narrow because <clears throat> I didn't agree with this coach said or this owner, how he's trying to operate. And I would actually say the things that everybody wanted to say, but shouldn't say in the football world. And so that's why I never fit in. And I, and I feel like I, you know, got in trouble a lot is because I'm like, yo, I can't be institutionalized. This is why this works better for me doing my own thing is because I, it's hard for me to follow. You know, I just think differently, you know, and I remember my agent, he had to fly out to Denver uh, year three. He's like, B, Kenor McGuire. He's like, you ain't got your fuck you money yet. Learn to be diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning to be diplomatic. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll say that too. Like that was something that was commonly said. Everybody was like, you know, go get your bag, and then you know, do because because I, cause I a lot of people kind of knew I was unhappy playing ball for the longest, and there were so many people that were willing to not really be a vocal or stand for whatever they felt, and they could kiss ass for whatever just to get something. And I'm not wired like that, you know. Like I, I when I felt wronged about something, it affected me in a way where it showed through my actions. You know, I didn't have that. I've never been like that. I've never been one to just turn the cheek just because it's convenient. That's the challenge for people like you and I is that we're so real that it can be so disruptive. And we have to learn those skills and tools to be able to navigate through these situations. And that's why I want to have this conversation with you because, like, yeah, this first part of this, you know, people are looking like, damn, they were, it's relatable for us to have this type of conversation. You never see it, and it's vulnerable, which is hard for us to do because we're, much, nah, we're good. But the second half of this conversation is where we have the opportunity to walk them through our process. How do we get to where we, get, where we got to? How did we get to the thought process and the mindset that we have now developed, you know, did you go to rehab? What did you learn there? Right. So that's the beautiful part about, you know, this space. You know, I and I and I find this sacred, like this damn rug, the damn incense, Kayla. You know, this is real. This ain't fucking for TV. This is real. Like we doing yo, we doing real work. One of Alden's affirmations that he wrote from just what we were talking about was I am free. So it was about freedom to be whatever Alden wants to be. Alden the creator, Alden the artist, Alden, Alden the designer. Um, because what's interesting is, like you said, that a lot of people knew you weren't happy playing ball. And when I hear about that, like that story, as someone who studies psychology and neuroscience, it makes so much sense to me why you went the path, why, why things happened the way that they did. Because you were, you elevated to this very high level, right? And it wasn't quite authentic to you, right? And I think a lot of times we underestimate passion and, and drive and, and real connection to what's important to us. Um, I feel, I wanna ask you, what did you want to be growing up? What did you even see for yourself? Like as someone you talked about the uh, humanitarian work that your mother did and you talked about volunteering and you talk, and you're talking about 
your creativity what did you want to be what did you want where did you want your life to go Shit, I just wanted to be happy I think I, I grew up um, so disconnected from my my family um, and always searching for like my place that I just wanted to feel like I had some type of um, connection to something. So it's not like I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I was just trying to survive. Like I was in survival mode. And so I wasn't, I, I didn't grow up like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a, a doctor one day. I'm going to be a firefighter. Like, yeah, I had those thoughts, but that's not like I was, I'm not going to, I wasn't operating. I wasn't planning. My moves weren't planned. Everything was survival. You know what I mean? So when I'm here, I'm here. Because that's, 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 uh, everything was moment to moment. And so um, that, that type of thinking is what was been my thinking up until I was like 31. And then I gave up, you know, like, like I, that's the best way I put it. Like I gave up, like, cause during that time I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting all these different sides of me and, and trying to figure out, find my place. Do I care about what other people think and how am I gonna, let that narrative control how I move throughout life. And, you know, is this good for me? Is this, but like all these different transitions I was going through. And then it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I suck at this shit. <laughs> like, like for real, like, you know, I got, after I, I got arrested December 6, 2021, and I'm sitting in jail the next day. And I'm just like, yo, like, why am I here? You know, like, why the, like, why am I like, I'm so over this cycle of shit. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm 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 so tired and like God if like you want me like let like you just move me. You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm, I'm I didn't have no money. I didn't have nothing. Like I'm done with ball. Like ain't no more trying out. Ain't no more coming back. Like I'm done. Like all of me is done. And that reality put me into a position where I got to like Either go this way real quick or this way. And that's where my life changed. That's when I made a choice. I'm done with survival mode. I got to live because I got to be happy. It's just me. There ain't nobody else no more. I can't blame nobody else. And it's nobody else's fault. Like It being their fault is not, does not make my life productive. What comes up for me hearing you say that is that we've heard this before. It's like... We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to it. You're right. Yeah, and it's it's not letting my trauma, my bad experiences, be the narrative that controls my life. Like I can't continue to be this way and that way and hold resentments and 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 blame this and and see if I can. No, I gotta live right. I gotta I gotta save me. I gotta put all energy into like, let's do this shit correctly. Mm-hmm. So uh, you brought something up. And um, you say either go left or right. Did jail save your life? Because, um, you know, I say that because, you know, there's a number out there, 33. He was like, man, I made it to 33. I'm going to be, um, I don't, I'm not going to say jail saved my life. I'm going to say like that, that December 6th, when I got originally arrested, um, that was a, a moment in my life, I think, because... My life had turned around, you know, like within that, from that moment, uh, you know, I moved to Texas and 
was by myself and I went through these all these periods and life was going good. I had got my I it was real rough at the beginning, you know, and that's why I talk about December 6th cuz that's when I was so that's when I became sober. Like that's when I was no more no more nothing. And so that going and adjusting to life, being done playing ball, being in a new place by myself, being not in a relationship because I was a relationship whore. I'm jumping from relationship to relationship, being alone, right? And just that alone, not having a job, all these different things I'm dealing with, that, and then I started working myself, you know, working on myself and, and working on who I was and gotten to a point where, you know, I started a company and, and, and I'm, I'm just happy with, like, I'm, I'm headed somewhere. And then, like, I go to get sentenced and then I go to jail. So it kind of threw me off because I went and started and built from nothing. And then I was ready to launch and, and just, I was ready to, I'm ready to open up. You know, I'm ready to be free. Be free. <laughs> and then I got locked up. All right. And so it was like, damn. Here I go again. And and it was kind of like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like that, like God or life was was testing me. Like, you know, are, do you really, are you committed to this? You know, are you really, do you really want to be sober? Cause you know, inside you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's a lot of, a lot of, are you sure's, you know? And, and so I, and that's the way I had to think of it, you know, because I wanted to, I've, I've really came a long way and it's important that I get to do what I, what I want to do and, and, and be this person that I'm becoming and, and, and show that to everybody and, and just show it to my, show it to myself. Cause I deserve it. You know, like I deserve it. And so going to jail, it was just a test. It was a test to see, you know, how committed am I to, this person that I'm becoming and, and, you know, moving forward, am I sure this is who I, I want to be? It's powerful that you say that because <clears throat> things come full circle, bro, and it's like, you, you, you said it, it was like, prove it to myself. I think that it's a waste of time for us to try to prove it to other people. For the very first time, a couple weeks ago, bro, I looked in the mirror and said, I love you. And I think, and I'm still working through this stuff, right? And I think it's because I never forgave myself. You know, and like, it's like, how did I, I went through that? And so it's like, how do we break the cycle? It's like, you got to deal with the past. You got to go through it. Um, and you got to move on. And so hopefully that's a big takeaway for, you know, everyone out there. Because me and you navigating through this together you know, in our individual journeys. And it's like, I don't want this part, like this, where you're at right now is where I was in 2011. And then I went 10 years, like trying to curate, like, you know, what I was giving the world. We're public figures, right? So it's like, we always got cameras on us. Even when we go out, it's different. People don't understand what we go through. And so it wasn't a, coming from a bad place. It was just like, yo, I know I can impact this mental health community globally. When I go in the field and I turn into the beast, they gonna say that's mental health. I don't wanna give them that. Bruh, it got to a point where they looked at me, coaches that knew who I was, was with me in Denver, right? Knew how I operated every single day. 
post McLean Hospital, the same coaches around me now with the Miami Dolphins come up to me, Coach Nolan Carroll. Nolan Carroll. No, no, Nolan. You had him in San Francisco. Coach Nolan, the defense coordinator. Then you have him? Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan. Did you have yeah, Mike Nolan? Yeah, I had him in, uh, in, in Dallas. Coach Mike Nolan walk up to me. I'm just taking a knee. I'm at the 50. I used to do this every day, meditate. While the defense, while y'all was up there, I'm at the 50 gazing, working on concentration. I'm on a different level now. I'm sitting there, boom, by myself every day. One day he walks up to me, he say, Brandon, are you on medicine? You taking medicine? I said, no, nah, coach, I'm just gazing right now, working on my concentration. You know, it's a little technique that I picked up along the way. He looked at me and walked away because he was used to the beast, right? And so what ended up happening for me was I was like, I changed my name. Like, I'm not the beast no more. I'm the monster, <laughs> right? And then I start trying to, like, not be myself. On the field, I wasn't myself. Barry said, catch a ball, make a big play. And, like, I was like, ah! And then one day I looked up and I saw a lady looking at me like I was crazy. She like, and I stopped. So I started fucking being in a box on the field. Yeah. I was like, that's not who I was. I was playing terrible. And I fucking had to let loose and do that. And then, but from a corporate standpoint, brand standpoint, I stayed in that box. So I say that, bro, because, and I'm like, this is your time, but this conversation is helping me and you and everybody else, but this is your moment not to make the mistake that I made. So how do we address the verge, the past versions of ourselves, right? So I wanna, like with Alden, how do you answer the question or how do you cope with people telling you what you could have been? Had you not gone this route, people telling you what you could have been, oh, you could have been this and you could have been that. How do you, what is the answer to that question? They don't even know who I am. You know, you got to know something that I did for recreation that became a job and something that I enjoyed doing, but you, you've yet to even learn or meet who I am, you know? Um, so, I don't know, cause it's kind of like, wow. we're all on our way. Like we can say that about anybody, we're, we're all on our way. I'm just comfortable with where I am in the process, cause I'm in the process. You know, a lot of people have stopped their process and I'm one of the ones who's gonna continue the process. And same for you, like how do you deal with like people telling you what you could have been? Right. Whether it's with, whether it's, uh, you know, with football or the podcast, mm -hmm. what, what you could have been, how do you answer that question? <laughs> it's, it's, it's similar to what you said earlier and that's why I, I jumped up when now when you said when you made that statement last night when we was getting our hair because you was like yo I'm gonna be better as a creative than football I said what bro? you know who you know what I mean you was like I'm more confident in me now than the football player I get excited thinking about my future and you know I sometimes I live in the future too much I can't wait to be sitting at 60 65 and everybody talking about business, Brandon Marshall, the businessman, the entrepreneur, the creator, and not talking about football. I get excited about that now when I'm walking through the airport, like, yo, you the cat from YouTube or the I am athlete. I don't care about football. So when we come, when you talk about football, I'm more confident in what I'm doing now and I'm more fulfilled in what I'm doing now than what I was playing football. That's not even my identity. 
something came up for me on the mat, and it's the last thing I'll say to this, is like something came up today for me, right? We are, you're talking and, and, and we're like, you know, like what people know me as. It's like, oh, anger or this or that, like the situations. And I'm sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, damn, that's right. And that's what made me operate the way I've been operating the last 10 years that have been holding me back. And then it hit me and I'm like, I'm, I started like, uh, 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 um, what's the word? Um, I start attaching myself to that, those labels. The reality is those is five, six, seven moments. Last 13 years, that's what you got. And you're defining me by that. I define myself by that. The reality is that's not who I am. There's so much more to me. But that's what you got, and that's the shit that played out on ESPN. And so I've been holding myself back. Like, that ain't who I am. Now it's like, all right, what we doing? How we moving forward? Because, like, I feel like it hurt me so much to now I got to do this work to, like, define who I am, discover who I am. But like I'm like I'm like yeah yeah they say I'm angry. no you ain't fucking angry, look at all that good you did, you amazing. I can look at myself in the mirror and say I love you, you know I value you, you a king, you know what I mean. That's why this work and I appreciate you, you know and I want to thank you because, you know you gave me a safe space to kind of like sit with myself and that's why I asked you again last night. I said when you were in did you find that isolation. Cause like jail could be isolation, but at the same time you can't really be vulnerable. So I was, I was wondering, for myself, like, is isolation where you start finding yourself? Because now I'm in a season of isolation. Sitting here at the show is one on one. I don't know how long I'm gonna do this. There ain't no Pac-Man. There ain't no Shady. There ain't no Ocho. There ain't nobody. By myself having these conversations. The way I'm moving in my personal life by myself. What I'm doing at night, Saturday night. I ain't calling no, no chicks, no nothing. I'm sitting there by myself. And that's where I'm finding myself. So thank you for being a part of this process because it's like so transformative. I'm gonna touch on that by myself thing because that's something that really um, was the turnaround for me. Like I had never been by myself. Like when I, I keep saying when I moved to Texas, so like when I moved to Texas, I was alone. I didn't have nobody because I, I went from roommates to girlfriend to girlfriend and I was always somebody I was around, you know, so I was always sharing somebody else's emotional load, whether I knew it or not. And being by myself and being OK with that was a, a huge struggle, you know, and, and, and like I failed it in different ways. And then getting to the point where it's like, you know, finding finding who you are by yourself. It just makes you that so much more, um, you hold on to your sacred space, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like you you found your flow. And like that's where I'm at, like I found my flow. And, and it's, it's, it's cool because it's like I, I, I kind of prefer to be by myself, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna land a plane here. You flew all the way here to come sit with me. And the moment we had where you're like, I need to take time and you feel like you was you wasn't being authentic and real. You didn't come here to do that. And you and I heard what you said over there. And you were like, feel like I'm rushing because I'm I'm running out of time. Here's what I'm gonna say to you. We want to end the show here. And the reason why I want to end the show here, bro. And this is not the script. This is not how we like I wrote it out. This is just us being completely vulnerable and open. And I don't think you could have scripted this any better. 
This is just the beginning. I know you're working on a documentary. You got things like that happening, potential book. You got music coming out. I think this is welcome home. This is a great, this is the best way to introduce the, who you really are to the world. Because now I promise you what's going to happen. Watch this. And I want you to call me because I know you're nervous about this. You're going to call me uh, two days, an hour, (laughs) an hour after this show dropped, bro. And you're going to be like, bro, thank you. And you're going to be like, yo, I got hit up from this person, that person, that person saying that conversation blessed me. Then there's going to be opportunity. People want you to speak, do this and do that. Because what's happening now is like, boom, here's the introduction. I'm telling y'all where I'm at. Y'all can Google what I've been through. And then now you're going to get another platform and another platform to go deeper into like the other stuff that you want to you want people to see so they can be free. You feel me? Because there's so much other stuff we can hit. You know, we, we, we talked about. Right. So. Um, shoes off. Working title <laughs> with my brother. Um, this is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing conversation, bro. It blessed me. And I hope, hopefully you really know that like this, like this was, as much as it was about you, it was same, it was, it did the same for me. So thank you, bro. Thank you, man. They call me Big Jack. Lost my fucking brother and that shit had me a bit sad. And now I'm chasing big cash. Niggas used to rip tags. I couldn't even stay the whole year. We used to skip class. Now all I do is get back. I'm the one the family running to, whatever get back. My city have a problem, first thing they tell you, get jacked. If you ain't around no more, it's fuck you with your bitch ass. I was around for little cash, turn to fucking big cash. I ain't never touched a fucking woman, never snatched the purse. I'm the one that put the cape on and take her back to church. Me and K West Chester days, he used to pack the work holy flow should probably have a choir when i rap a verse seemed like everything was going backwards had the rap reverse niggas try and mention jag name but never had me first she didn't gave me easy access she got that happy skirt ironic how we got about the trap from doing trappy work the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.